want to go over the top. I really don't. I try to never do that unless I'm describing an actual team championship. But, but what is this? Good morning to you. Good Saturday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is a bonus NFL Draft edition of Daily Shot of Steelers comes your way normally bright and early every weekday, as do the Daily Shots that I offer on the other two teams I cover, the Penguins and the Pirates. But this NFL Draft 2023, courtesy of Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney, and whoever else is involved, just keeps stepping into the batter's box and knocking them over the fence. And that goes individually and cumulatively. The first pick, of course, Broderick Jones, you get the most athletic offensive tackle. You have to move up. You got to do a little bit of a dance with the devil, meaning the Patriots, in order to leapfrog the Jets who you knew were going to take him. They end up getting their guy. And, yeah, well, they they lost out on the corner, though. They were going to get a corner at 17. They were going to get Joey Porter Jr. And then they get Joey Porter Jr. anyway at pick 32 to open the draft yesterday. As if all the actual football fair wasn't enough. Peasy takes the call. He's up in Wexford. Him and old man get in the car and drive down to the south side to do his press conference in person because he was told he could do it on a conference call. And he's like, why, man? I can just shoot down the parkway north. And he does that. And then, as if to express concerns about what I might say on the daily shot the next day, they go and get themselves an interior defensive lineman to support Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi, as I've only been virtually begging for for months. Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin has a plug-and-play look to him, was able to stop the run, was able to get to the quarterback, was able to do all the things that you want an interior D-line guy to be able to do in the year 2023. And you think, you know what? This has been a really good draft for Omar and everybody. Good job, boys. Hey, let's, uh, let's all meet up around this time tomorrow, and we'll do it again. And then... And then they go and had Darnell Washington. You don't have to be Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, or anybody else to have heard the name Darnell Washington. Going back, of course, to the national championship game and the truly great team that Georgia obviously had. And here's Washington, who is seen almost universally as a first-round talent. No, not almost. Universally seen as a first-round talent. Then he goes to the NFL scouting combine and just floors everybody. Six foot seven, 264-pound complete freak who's doing a 4-6-4-40, who's blowing them away on every skip, hop, and jump test that they make you do in Indianapolis. And, and this is the part of it that's the literal red flag. Because he just kept falling and he kept falling and you knew there was something wrong. And of course, it eventually came out yesterday that he's got some kind of knee issue that scared off some teams uh, to the extreme that he was pulled off of their boards entirely. They weren't going to draft him at all. So Omar, sensing this, not only ends up getting Washington at the 93rd overall pick, 
But he felt comfortable enough that he could wait that long that he traded down from 80 to 93 and picked up additional assets for the team. This is good general managing. All of it. That's what I meant when I said collectively. You have seen someone who entered this process as prepared as one could possibly be for every eventuality. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Forget for a moment the players and where they fit in and how they'll slide this guy out or this guy in. Forget however it was that you felt about PZ's kid being on the team because of nepotism, favoritism, whatever, because that discussion is now gone forever. Because if you didn't think that Porter was worth a 17th overall pick, you have no argument against his being a 32nd overall pick. There is not any team anywhere with even a nominal need at corner who wouldn't take him at 32nd overall. And forget that, too. Uh, forget whatever positive impression they made, including Jones on his visit. Uh, they really did it upright. Picked him up at the airport, brought him in, had him meet everybody, spend some time in Rooney's office, and I'm sure you're going to see even more in the days to come when they make him go to Permanis. Not that that's a you know bad thing, but the star here, the star, the number one pick so far has been Omar. I can tell you that, however involved Whitel is in building his board. However involved Tomlin is in getting to know these guys and helping them to amass all the information that's necessary, you still need a general manager to generally manage and to exercise in the moment the things that need to be done over the course of a draft. And even those aren't spontaneous as they appear. They're just not. Omar actually talked about this himself uh, in describing to us a couple nights ago the trade with the Patriots. He said, you have to have certain things in order. You have to know certain things. You have to know where you're going to draw the line at what you're willing to give up to move up, especially when it's only three spots. And it was at that point that Tomlin added on his own, that the Steelers were not willing to move up higher for their offer to the Patriots than the 121 pick. They give up 121 and it worked. And they got Jones. And they didn't lose any of the picks that they just invested yesterday. My friends, this is... I'm, I'm trying to advise everyone to you know, be cool about this. Not the draft, just about Omar, because there's a lot of carryover. There really is from Kevin Colbert. But there's also, there's a new guy in charge. And whether or not his moves pay off, whether or not he becomes a longer-term success or failure, he is off to one hell of a start as an NFL general manager. When we come back, J1Q...
who says, Joey Porter Jr. said that he wants to pick Patrick Peterson's brain every day to learn how to be good in the NFL. How quickly do you think he'll learn and be ready to be a top-tier corner? Mike, I'm going to start off, rather than answering your question directly myself, I'm going to share with you a question and answer that I had and received from Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator, after the Porter pick was made. Is, he, is his skill set match for the way you guys like to play the press ability that he's shown? I think it does. I think, you know, one of the things that, that we always do, you know, we, we look at guys and we want to know, hey, how do they play in the press? Because we're going to be playing man, you guys know that. Uh, but we're going to also play some zones, and we're also going to ask these guys to tackle some big backs in our division. And he's got the ability to do all of those things. And so, you know, when you start looking at his skill set, you feel, I felt really comfortable uh, with with what he brought to the table for us. And uh, so, we were good there. Now, what I was referring to, And what Austin answered was Porter's, uh, unique is too strong a word, but uncommon combination of size, length, speed, but also uh, strength, grit, and toughness. He is a true older school press corner. Austin himself said, that the last one that he can recall the Steelers having in that mold was Ike Taylor. And that's obviously a spectacular comparable. That's something that any young player would want to have mentioned about them. Now, Ike, as Steelers fans will recall, was not necessarily the most gifted with the actual football. He had very, very few interceptions. He could have had God knows how many for how often he was around the ball. And Porter, in turn, at Penn State, had one whole interception over his entire career there. But he, too, was on the ball. He also was on the opponent. Non-stop. True press corner. And as you heard from Austin's answer there, not only do they like that about Porter, but they also like the fact that in the AFC North... If you're a corner, actually, if you're any position at all on the defensive side, you are going to be required to go hat on hat with Nick Chubb and any other running back, Joe Mixon, anybody, because the division is always going to have someone coming at you from the other side who's a bulldog. Now, does this answer your question fully? No, not really. You're asking if he can get out there and make an impact right away. The first thing I'll say is he will have that opportunity. There's no doubt in my mind he will have that opportunity. I believe that the secondary now needs to get sorted out. You need to figure out what's Levi Wallace's role. You need to figure out what Peterson's role is. Uh, Don't presume that Peterson's just going to do what he did all those years for the Vikings. Tomlin himself, you'll remember, said when Peterson was signed that he even had that discussion with Peterson about possibly being a safety, going to the inside, whatever it is. We'll see how that shakes out before we start getting into any kind of projections as to uh, where he'll be, where someone else will be. But from a pure readiness standpoint, the thing that you're 
usually the most worried about as it relates to corners isn't are they going to get burned over the top. You can find ways to compensate for that sort of thing. Or you can just coach the player to be extra passive and leave extra cushion. No, the thing that you're actually the most worried about is are they going to be confident enough to go at that body? Are they going to be confident enough to go after that ball, even if it might be a little bit off of their designated path? Porter has those traits. Those are built-in traits for him. To me, that's going to give him an edge on the challenge of starting right away. And my goodness, that's going to be fun to watch, isn't it? So is the rest of the draft. I, I don't even need to, they don't even need to draft anybody else. And it's already been a terrific draft. But you know what? Because it has been, we're going to do another one of these tomorrow as well. All right, let's do it again. 